Hey, this is Dylan Rogers, director of Bold View. I'm so excited that you're checking out the podcast today. I'm hoping and praying that it helps you grow in passion, prayer, purity, and purpose. I hope to see you on Monday nights at Bold Youth or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer in Kansas City. We are determined to see a generation in bold pursuit of King Jesus. Tonight, everybody, um, I'm really excited in this season where it's easy to be uncertain. It's easy to begin to question uh, what God is up to, what's happening in our country and our world. Um, and tonight, I just want to talk a little bit about that. And hopefully tonight you find encouragement, you find peace, you find a little bit of joy, that God's joy, Jesus's joy would be made full in you. So tonight we're going to actually be in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. And it says in verse 12, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I've heard your prayer. And I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. And when I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or I command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, heal their land, and my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to their prayers, the prayers made in this place. And tonight we're going to talk about how we take our stand in the middle of crisis. When it's easy, it's, it's easy to have excuses to kind of shrink back, to, to sit back in fear. That we can take a stand and be faithful and have the Lord come and meet us in this place, that he will says right here that his eyes will be open, his ears attentive to the prayers made in this place. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the living word, scripture that we can cling to, the ultimate truth, the only thing that we can stand on that is absolute. Father, even in uncertain times, even in, in moments where we may be battling doubt, you are still faithful. You are still present. You are still powerful. So God, we lean close to you tonight. I ask Holy Spirit that you would just, just pour out a spirit of wisdom and revelation in every household tonight, that every student, every parent, everyone would just receive your word with revelation tonight, and that we would be wise in this season, that we would also take a stand and we would pray and intercede for people to know you. Now, God, this is our moment. This is our time to take a stand. It's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, bold youth, I'm so glad if you're, you're tuned in tonight, been getting updates, so excited that we get to gather tonight virtually. I think that's just amazing using uh, power of technology to be able to meet live uh, on a Monday night. We want to do our best to continue giving you opportunities to encounter God, to get into scripture and the word and to worship and to pray because we do believe in the power of prayer. And tonight I would encourage you, there's a, a chat feed in YouTube that you can get on and talk to other viewers as well as we have people that are on the Bold Youth channel right now responding. So I encourage you, be engaged, ask questions, encourage, put some prayers in there, talk a little bit about what you're praying for right now in this moment. Maybe God gives you a revelation 
sometime during this message. And I, I just encourage you to talk about that. Encourage one another. And let's get uh, just, just close to God tonight. I'm going to start off with a, a little story uh, as we talk about taking a stand and, and walking in faith. Uh, in 2015, you know, it looked a lot different. It was only five years ago, but the world was, was actually way different. I don't know if you know this, but Apple had just released the iPhone 6S. And I know all of, all of my, my Gen Zers out there, y'all are all rocking the 10s. I get it. It's cool. Good, good father. The worship song was released in 2015. Now that, that is a, a tender place in my heart. Love that song. And we weren't worried about coronavirus. Instead, we were actually worried about Zika virus, everybody, in 2015. So that was a way different year. And it was different for me, too. I had just given my life to Jesus a year before and had just started ministry school while finishing my degree at Auburn, uh, where I met Allie. We actually started dating in 2015. How about that? A year later, we got married and moved out uh, to Kansas City. It was amazing. We just launched a junior high ministry at our church, and we're just seeing God move in just amazing ways. And also in 2015, I was preparing to go on a missions trip uh, to Nepal. It was the first missions trip I'd ever been on. And if you know anything about Nepal or going on missions, doing ministry out there, uh, it's a very difficult place because it's remote villages that are spread out throughout the Himalayan mountains. Uh, so for that, there was a lot of preparation that took place. It wasn't a mission trip where you could just jump on a plane, fly over, and just start hiking through these mountains. I mean, these were days of hour-long hikes through crazy steep mountains, through wooded areas. It was a little crazy. I remember getting just thorns and, and bristles all in my, my clothes every night going to bed, having to pick them out. And uh, it was honestly one of the craziest trips I have ever been on. But the preparation is, it was kind of crazy. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm from Alabama, right? So training to hike up Himalayan mountains in Alabama was, was difficult. It wasn't uh, easy. There are no mountains in Alabama. There's just really big hills. So it was a lot of training just doing extended hikes around the state. And we would get our team together and go out to a place called Talladega, Alabama. And I know what you're thinking right now. That's the most Alabama name for a city there could possibly be, Talladega, Alabama. And we would meet at Mount Chiha, where we would trek through and do these uh, eight-hour hikes during the middle of the day when it's scorching hot, training for this missions trip to Nepal. And I remember the last one that we did, it was about three months before we left, um, and we were, we were going through and we decided that we were going to take the hardest, most difficult path at Mount Chiha to train and see where we were at if we were truly prepared to go to Nepal. So I have all of my gear, right? I had a, a super nice Osprey backpack, had all of the, the matching stuff because I was a millennial and I thought it was cool to match everything. All my accessories were matching. Uh, and I remember having all this stuff together and we start on this trek, we're going through and eight hours in, we finally get to the peak of Mount Chiha and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful view. It's right as the sun's setting. It's an amazing sight at about 2,400 feet, which I got to tell you, I'm feeling conviction just talking about mountains right now because that's not a mountain. I know it's a hill. It's a hill we're on top of, but it's amazing. It's at 2,400 feet. And I start to see as we're, we're up here, I'm out looking at just the amazing beauty of nature around me. And I see everybody else putting up their tents. And I thought to myself, that's kind of weird. Why is everybody doing tents? I just brought 
a portable hammock called an Eno, and that's what I used. That's all I had, and I thought it'd be a good idea. You know, I don't need a tent. I don't need uh, any kind of mattress, even though I I had a a portable blow-up mattress with me. I said, you know what? I'm just going to climb up in this tree, put my hammock in between these two branches, and I'm going to sleep in the trees on top of this, this big hill. And what I didn't know is um, the forecast for that evening was very cloudy and lots of rain. So at about three o'clock in the morning, as I'm 10 feet in the air in these trees and my hammock, I wake up to water all in my clothes. I'm soaking wet. It's pouring rain. It's freezing cold. And I have no idea what to do. And I'm by myself. Everybody else is in tents. It's three o'clock in the morning. And I'm the type of person where it, it... is terrifying to me to try to interrupt somebody or, or even ask for help. Or in this moment, these people are sleeping. It's three o'clock in the morning. I, I kind of know them a little bit. I mean, we're going on this missions trip together. We've been hiking together, training. Uh, but it was a moment where in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? I, I got this. I know it's pouring rain. I know it's freezing cold. I know I'm in a hammock. I'm 10 feet into a tree, but I got this. I can, I can do this on my own. So I climb out of the tree and I kid you not, This was my response to the pouring rain and the freezing cold. I reached down in my backpack, grabbed the small inflatable mattress, walk over to the now soaking wet fire, lay on the ground, kind of like this, right? And then I put this mattress just over my face, like this is going to be way better than this hammock in the trees, which of course it was not. Uh, Now I'm just in the dirt, freezing cold with the rain all around me. Now I'm muddy, I'm, I'm filthy. And I have this mattress that I think is going to block me from the rain. And it was this moment where I remember, literally, I'm not making this up, praying to God, Lord, if you will please just deliver me from this moment, please make the time speed up, make these hours go by fast. Please, God, deliver me from this rain and this cold. And see, in the moment, I realized I had prepared the wrong way. See, I had the equipment to make the hype, but I did not have the equipment to make my camp. I had the confidence to endure rain and cold, but I didn't have the humility to ask for help when I needed it. And even more so, I had prepared for something in the future and was not ready or prepared for the moment that I was in. And my question for you tonight is, are you ready for the moment? Are you ready for this moment that you're in right now? A moment where opposition in the form of sickness is sweeping our world. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen over the next few days, the next couple weeks, how long this will take. But the question is, are you ready? Are you preparing right now for this moment? Are you ready for the moment? Are you ready to take your stand? Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to go after God? Are you ready to respond in the moment? Or are you too focused on the future? And tonight, I just want to talk about what we do when it's a moment of fear, of isolation, that we're going to be alone, that we're going to be by ourselves, that this fear of isolation that we're all facing starts to become very real the more and more we get to uh, being closer to quarantine and, and, and the thoughts that that could be a very big reality in our states and our, and our country. What do we do in the the moment where the world is making just yet another groan for an intervention of God, but we're stuck in homes and we're wondering and asking, how do we make a difference in our world right now in this moment? 
And I think we find the formula for this in 2 Chronicles. See, I think the first response in crisis is to try to take control. Anytime that something happens that you weren't expecting, your first instinct almost always is try to control things. And here's how I can prove if you are a control freak or not. Go to your bathroom or maybe a storage closet. Open it up. Look in there. If you have more than one open pack of toilet paper and one full pack of toilet paper, you, my friend, are trying to be in control. And right now, it's not the moment to take control. No, it's the moment to lean in to God. It's not a moment where you can do this in your own strength. It's not a moment where you can have all the control yourself. It's a moment where you have to lean in to God. And that takes my first point, humility or to humble ourselves. It's in this moment we can't take control. We have to stay humble. And I love how it says it in 1 Peter 5, 5. It says, likewise, you younger people, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. And I love this. And be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And what is that grace? It's the grace to overcome. It's not the grace just to continue in fear. It's not the grace to, to continue in sin. It's, it's the grace, the power to overcome the day. And that's what Jesus equips us with. The first step is giving it to God, giving him the fear, giving him the anxiety, giving him the stress, giving him the worry of how you're going to get through this or how you're going to reach people or whatever that fear may be. This is your time. This is your moment to lean in closer to God, to humble yourself because you cannot control the opposition, but you can control your response. And your response is important. Your response has to be, God, I'm going to come after you. I'm not going to try to put this on my, my own shoulders. I'm not going to try to carry this by myself. I'm not going to try to, to have all of the answers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to come to you. And I think our, our second response a lot of the time to crisis is to isolate, especially when we're in a time where governments are saying that we're no longer allowed to meet. I think right now even it's Meetings over 10 people are now banned here in Kansas. And I know that that's kind of, it's different all over the country, but it's, it's a reality that this time where we're even being told that you can't go meet, you can't be in, in groups. Often I think what happens is that can become an excuse to isolate or become alone. And when you're alone, that's where fear begins to set in. And I think we're in this time where we're being forced to stay at home and not meet. It's easy to, to sleep longer, take longer naps. Somebody say amen. Maybe it's time to, to watch more Netflix. Maybe it's time to, to play more video games, whatever, whatever your thing may be. And I'm not telling you that these things are bad. Take your naps, play some video games every now and then, watch a little bit of shows. I'm not saying it's bad to have those things. What I am saying is it's wrong to allow those things to have you, for that to be the only thing that you're doing. You don't need 20 hours of naps every day, everybody. <laughs> we don't need to binge watch Netflix and, and to play video games for hours and hours and hours or whatever it is. These are moments where we have to go after God. And it's my, my second point is we have to pray and seek God. This isn't a time, this isn't a moment where we, we sit back and just indulge in things that we enjoy and things that we like and things that that we think we can pass the time with. No, this is a time where we take a stand and we pray and we seek God. 
So we don't waste this moment isolating and being alone. We have God time. We have moments where we, we wake up in the morning. I call it the first 15. You wake up, you have five minutes of prayer, five minutes of worship, and five minutes in the scriptures. It's 15 minutes to start your day that I guarantee you will change how you feel throughout your day. And I wanna tell you, even though we're, we're in these situations where we're not allowed to, to have public gatherings, we have the power of technology in the palm of our hands. Every one of you with Instagram, Facebook, on YouTube, with phones that you can FaceTime on or even do group calls, anything. These are opportunities for you to lead group prayer meetings, to, to call your friends, call your family, pray over one another, pray for your city, pray for your schools. This is not a time to stay alone. This is a time to use the power in your hands to make a difference and to pray and seek God. And I know that's, that's a big ask. It's a big ask for me sometimes. Sometimes I, I fall into that trap of wanting to, to just take it off, take it easy, just take a break. But I'm telling you, if you stay disciplined in this, this, this season, these days ahead, you go after God, you stay humble, you pray, you seek Him, He's going to encounter you. He's gonna hear your prayer. He's going to see you through. Back in the 1800s, there was a time in our country where the chief justice said that the church was so far gone that it would never be redeemed. There's another man that said, at that time, 30 years from now, Christianity would be dead. They even took a poll at one of the major universities at that time, Harvard, and not one person said that they were a Christian. They were even burning Bibles in the courtyards of their university. But in Kentucky, <laughs> there was a group of people who decided that they were gonna take a stand, that they were gonna pray. And there's these stories of the Holy Spirit sweeping across the country, but it started in a moment of prayer, in a moment of faith. And millions of people gave their lives to Jesus. And it was one of the first great awakenings or revivals in our country. About a hundred years after that, things got dark again. People were focused on success, power, money, stature. It was kind of like the industrial revolution time where people were, were kind of taking things on their own, kind of running their, the, the rat race of, of what it looks like to run the American dream. But things got dark. There's a story of 10 men who were on Fulton Street in New York and they started praying and seeking God. And over time, that small prayer meeting grew to 10,000 people in various places praying and seeking God for him to intervene, to, to have his way in our country. And God moved again. So many saved, the country redeemed, God's hand back on him. I love how Laban, Laban Clark said it like this. He, he described one of these revival meetings. He said, the fields were composed mostly of young people, the vitality of life. And looking at him, he said, with such conviction, we can take the world. Bold, that's my prayer for you tonight. Is that you're in this season where you could shrink back, you could 
just nap. You could just sleep through this thing. You could just try to, to pass the time, but I'm encouraging you, use this time, humble yourself, pray and seek God, ask for a move in your generation, in your country, in your schools, in your families, in your household. And we're gonna see God move. We're gonna see revival because here we are a hundred years later and it's a dark time. There's things that are against us. There's opposition that we're facing. My question to you, is this gonna be your moment? Is this your moment to rise up, to stand up and pray and to go after it, to go after God with all you have? If you believe that it is, if this is your moment, wherever you are, doesn't matter what state, if you're in a living room, a kitchen, a bedroom, I'd encourage you just to get in a posture of prayer right now. You could stand, you could get on your knees, make an altar in, your, in whatever room you're in. In this moment, I'm gonna ask you just to join with me, stand with me as we pray. Jesus, we believe that you are king. We believe that though darkness may be against us, though opposition may seem to be strong, God, we know that we have authority from your, name, your, your son, Jesus, that at the name of Jesus, fear has to bow, pain has to go, sickness has to flee. So Holy Spirit, I ask tonight that you would move in every house, that you would move in every room, that every young person, every parent, every pastor, no matter where they're at, Lord, that you would begin to speak to them right here in this moment. And if you're praying right now, just begin to, to, to declare who God is in your life, that he's a healer, that he is faithful, that he is good. Come on, just begin to, to name the attributes of God. He's gracious, he's strong, powerful. Come on, in your own words, just pray. Pray to God. And now ask him, Lord, if there's anywhere that I have pride, if I have selfishness or self-control, God, I'm asking you to humble me and ask him boldly, say, Lord Jesus, humble me in this moment. This isn't about me. This isn't about just my wants or my needs, but this is about your will being done on earth. And just ask him right now, Lord, would you make your will done in my life? Would you make it done in, in my house? Would your will be done in my school, in my city, in my state, in my country, in this world? Lord Jesus, let your will be done. And now just ask him right now, what do you need? Just cast your cares to the Lord right now. Give him your needs right now. And just ask him boldly, God, this is what I need right here. This is what I'm believing for. Now I would encourage you just to start praying for your families. Families, right now, if you're gathered together, I would encourage you just to begin to pray over one another. Parents, pray over your, your children, your students. Students, pray over your parents, your brothers, your sisters. 
Just begin to pray over your family that God would protect you, that he would encourage you, that this would be a time where you are drawn closer together, that this would be a time where in this moment you would make a difference together, that there would be no fear, there would be no anxiety, but there would be peace and joy. Thank you, God. Father, I ask that you would speak to every family right now. I ask that you would speak to to mothers and fathers right now and encourage them that you have called them, that you are with them, that your hand is on them and their families, that there is nothing to fear. You are God. You are here. You are with us. You have the power, God, and we're going to lean into it. Father, for every student, that you would encourage them, that you would strike down fear of isolation, fear to be alone. God, right now, that you would encourage them to be a difference in their world, that as they go through this this season of uncertainty, God, that you would give them clarity on how to make a difference, clarity on how to get closer to you. God, I ask as they get into the word over the next few weeks, as they dive into your scripture, that you would give them revelation, that they would leave this season as bold witnesses, that young prophets and preachers would rise up from this time of crisis, that though the enemy has come to try to steal and kill and destroy us, that you are raising up your army because you have given us life and life abundant, that we could live an overflowing life. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would cover students, cover teenagers right now. Speak to them, give them dreams, give them visions. Holy Spirit, awaken the gifts inside of them that this would not be a moment where we sit back and watch oppression take place, but we would take a stand and pray with boldness and faith for our country to turn back to you. And right now, everybody, just start to pray for our country. Pray for our president that he would have godly wisdom. Pray for our our leaders and, and governors, our mayors, that they would have godly wisdom, that the Holy Spirit would be on them, that they would have counsel from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would cover this nation, that we would be a nation under God, that we would be dependent on you, that we would be all for God. Holy Spirit, pour yourself out into our homes, into our families, that we would know you, that we would see you, and that this would be our moment to make a difference. Open up opportunities for us to reach our neighbors, that people would see the hand of God, Lord, we love you. We're seeking you in this time. We're not turning our back on you, God. And we know that you're not turning your back on us. So Father, we ask that you would open up the floodgates, that you would let it rain in our cities, that we would have the power of the Holy Spirit on our sides, that we would walk in faith, that we would not walk in fear, but we would walk in the peace that comes from you. God, that though pestilence may be against us, Though there may be people falling around us, that it will not come near us because your hand is on us. You are with us. So, Father, we sing to you. We worship you. We praise you. It's in your name we pray. Come on, let's sing this out. Hey, guys, thanks for checking out the podcast. Again, we're hoping and praying that it blesses you and helps you grow in passion, prayer, purity, and purpose. Go out and be bold.